God bless South Africa. Lord, heal our land. And so we've spoken about getting angry and then praying as we see evil around us. But then we get off our knees and we get active. One of the great criticisms of the church is that we are too busy praying to actually help. Too heavenly-minded to be any earthly good, as the saying goes. Instead of doing something, we just pray as a way of getting out of it. Now, that's a fairly warped view of prayer, but we can fall into that trap if we're not careful. At its simplest, it looks like this. You're walking down the street eating a sandwich, and you see a hungry person, and you say, Lord, feed him, and you carry on walking, and God's kind of saying, Excuse me, you are my hands. Share your psalmy. And of course, that's a simple example. The problem of violence and corruption is not as easily solved. But David Livingston was right, I think, when he said sympathy is no substitute for action. That's not to say praying isn't important. Gathering to pray is an awesome responsibility and a powerful, necessary measure that we should be taking. And in fact, some people are only able to pray because of their circumstances. They're sick or they're bedridden or they don't have transport and so on. And so they see it as their God-given calling to pray for God to bring healing. Wonderful. We need prayer warriors like that. But for many of us, if we aren't being the change we are praying for, then what are we doing? Perhaps hell on earth looks like a bunch of churches that are more concerned about church than about healing and helping. As were those Pharisees that Jesus got so angry with as we read on Tuesday. It's easy for us to get complacent and to replace action with sympathy. But hope can come to the stained earth when we live out the values and the ideals of Jesus. Hope can come when we don't simply complain and get angry, but when we get active. Paul said this in Romans 12 verse 9, Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. And then in verse 21 he said, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And so we dedicate our lives to doing good, and we cling to what is good so that one day, God willing, evil will finally be overcome. And there are a bunch of ways to do this. We could simply stand in solidarity with those who are hurt by attending marches and nonviolent protests, or taking part in Thursdays in Black, which is a campaign to raise awareness and to stand with victims and survivors of violence. It's a way of mourning and reminding ourselves of the problem and pledging our own support. We can give to organizations that help in these situations. Shelters for the abused and the neglected need our help. Are we willing to give financially or even of our time so that these places can do their job? Maybe the best thing we can do is to simply set the ultimate example ourselves. If we are people who speak against it but then participate in it, we're fooling ourselves. We need to be living the life, living holy lives and refusing to participate in evil. Are we being role models for our young people? Are we showing them what it means to live for Christ so that they learn the values and ideals that he's given us? Are we teaching them in words and actions to overcome evil with good? If we aren't teaching them and showing them, how are they going to know? They need to see love and compassion and care at its highest in us. So friends, let's get angry, let's pray about it, but then let's be the change that we're praying for and let our lives, not just our words, stand up against the injustice we see. We are your hands. We are your